0: and Rising podcasts where your hosts, Lynn, Adam, and Saren, and today is the Inhuman Decade Retrospective Special. Normally regulated to guest appearances or miniseries, the Inhumans took center stage in the Marvel Universe in the 2010s. We had more Inhuman appearances in Marvel Comics than in any time since their creation, and we also celebrated their 50th anniversary in 2015. It was an embarrassment of riches for Inhuman fans. Today, we're going to reminisce about the last 10 years of Inhumans in Comics, starting with
1: the Realm of Kings, yeah, <laughs> Realm of Kings. I was—we're uh,
2: hey, we're, we're cheating a little because it started in twenty twenty nine, two thousand nine, but is, concluded in twenty ten. It counts. That totally
1: counts. Yeah, and it was also the conclusion to pretty much um, Dan Ablett and Andy Lanning's like entire cosmic special that they did over the like course of like seven years or, or not seven years, uh, like two thousand seven to two thousand and ten. It's pretty good.
2: Yeah which you can get in the war of kings and realm of kings omnibus now oh that's an omnibus i need to get
1: those and stuff. the and the road Two uh and war of that's kings. right road too yeah which is is just full of basically every Inhumans title from actually is it just silent war in that one I think it's
2: just it is oh. and secret invasion i think is in there too so realm of kings the writer is andy lanning and dan abnett bunch of artists on this we have pencils by pablo Raimondi, wellington Elvis, kim seeley Inkers are Andrew Hennessy, Nelson Pereira, Victor Olazaba, Adriano Lucas. Lettering by Joe Caramania, and covers by, I'm probably going to destroy this name because I've not found anyone online in an interview who can say it right, Stepan Seich. They're just gorgeous. Yes. All right. So, in the aftermath of War of Kings, Black Bolt has perished during his final confrontation with Vulcan, their battle having created the Fault. A hole in space and time through which the cancerverse gains access to our reality. Meanwhile, the Inhumans find themselves really not only the Cree but the Shiar Empire as well.
0: This series is what made me an
2: Inhumans fan. Just saying. This one is Game of Thrones in space.
1: Yeah, and like, like I said a minute ago, it's kind of like the the ultimate conclusion to sort of Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning's run on. Like I think they did like Nova, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the War of Kings, Realm of Kings. And uh, they they pretty much defined Cosmic Marvel going on, you know, up until this decade. And funny enough, they actually um, they were the ones that created the Guardians of the Galaxy team that you see on in the movies.
0: I had no idea about that.
1: Yeah, and, the, and I the, feel like an idiot. That that Guardians of the Galaxy team came out in, I think it was two thousand and seven. I want to say. And uh, oh wow, he, he was the one that brought them all together, and it was it was
0: that's pretty cool. And it's even cooler that you know. Kevin Feige was like hey let's make this a movie
1: yeah and the fact it came out a year I mean the the Guardians run that they're on I think came out a year before Iron Man came out
0: so this is a series where Crystal and Ronan are married
2: and they and are adorable
0: they are and Crystal actually kicks all sorts of ass in this series I feel like so if you want to see how powerful Crystal is and why she's my favorite royal family member you need to read Realm of Kings because she's a badass also, Medusa is a badass.
2: She is. She's more ruthless than we are used to seeing her.
0: Yeah, she is. It's Kind of. Well, we see a little bit. We see a little bit of that again in 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 humanity, don't we?
2: Not in humanity, inhuman. Well, but both in, really. Inhuman, but yeah. This one, I mean, you know, she she puts Gorgon in his place when the uh, the Crees start taking to him because he really appeals to their warlike nature. She she makes it very clear that he will not be taking over. <laughs> yeah. And manufacturing threats to make sure the Kree stay dependent on them. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I've read it. Um, Maximus, always a good time. I I love him when he's Maximus the Maker more than Maximus the Mad. Yes. He he really is. He's trying to help this time. Yeah, this time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it makes a change. But also, um, uh, wasn't it in this that uh, Black Bolt wanted to detonate the Terrigen Bomb? Yes, Um, the the
2: first Terrigen Bomb. Yeah. But Crystal defused it again. Yeah. It, Badass.
1: It's, it's quite amusing because I think this was the first time that. Wait, wait, wait did you say for, uh, second time? I don't remember. But yeah, this is the
2: the first.
1: Yeah, so I mean, this is this is probably. Yeah, I I always like to tie things back to EarthX because Earth is a great series. to Read it. But in Earth X, um, Black Bolt actually succeeded in exploding the Terrigen Bomb. I think we have talked about it before. It would have been it would have been interesting from a much earlier point.
2: And of course, his plan with doing this was to eliminate war throughout the universe. By mutating everybody uh. with Terrigen. So everybody's now a species of one, therefore there can be no more racism. I mean... It, it, it doesn't necessarily work, no. but no. That, that, that's the plan, and he, he really likes that plan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we have it in
2: Earth-X, <laughs> we have it in this. A Terrigen Bomb comes back into play later. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah Terragen Ter- Bomb comes back a couple of times. It's already, I mean, like I said, references to Earth-X. Um, and in effects he actually succeeded as well I and mean, he kind of a lot of people that mutated were suggested to be mutants when actually they're inhuman
0: interesting yeah. I have not read Earth effects and I need to yeah you should I should but I haven't um moving right along um next up is the Thanos imperative and devastation one shot from 2010 okay uh, yeah.
2: I can take this one again. Alright, the writers again are Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Pencils by Miguel Sepulveda. Colorist is Rain Barreto. Lettering by Joe Caramagna and covers by Alex Garner.
0: I feel like Joe Caramagna and Clayton Cowells letter everything.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. They're they're busy guys. Um okay, anyway, moving so, on. So there are brief appearances by the Inhumans in this Cancerverse story, but it mostly is a Guardians of the Galaxy tale. Okay. so the Cancerverse, this is, again, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy team that Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning put together, the one that we we see in the movies. And what can we say? Black Bolt goes big when he makes a mistake. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Yeah. So this is all about how the Cancerverse invades our reality. And it's back in Annihilation Scourge from last year.
0: Oh, I didn't read that either.
2: You should. If you want to read the original Cancerverse story, this is it.
0: Okay, I will, because honestly, I am not too big on Cosmic Marvel, unless it's Inhumans or something Al Ewing is writing. So, I need to go back and read a lot.
2: You want to move be- on
0: to Fantastic Four? Let's move on to Fantastic Four. Adam, do you want to take the Fantastic Four?
1: Yeah, so it was a Fantastic Four from 2011, uh, written by uh, Jonathan Hickman, artist... Our were- Lord and Saviour. Exactly, <laughs> um, artists were Barry Kitson, Greg, Greg Attaccino, uh, Steve Epting, uh, Juan Bobillo, Nick Dragotta, uh, and then Inca were Inca's were uh, Rick Magyar. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Marge, Mar- Marcello Sosa and colorists were Paul Mounts, Chris Sotomayor and lettering was Clayton Cowles. So, as uh, so a brief overview, Black Bolt, newly escaped from the fault, returns to the Inhumans with knowledge of a prophecy regarding the Midnight King. He moves Atalan, now a floating city, back to Earth and enters a, uh, into political marriages with the queens of the four universal Inhuman species. The newly regenerated Cree Supreme Intelligence has uh, also become aware of the prophecy and will do everything in its power to stop it from being fulfilled. So, this is this is the one where which... Um, our uh, ewing reference in judgment day
2: i want to say mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we should point out that the the marriages to the universal and human queens were political marriages and uh, nothing more yes it, it's made very clear in fantastic four that it's not like that yeah um
1: franklin helps with the resolution future franklin helps with the resolution uh and yeah they the future franklin and kid franklin uh, get together and apparently are, are very adorable uh, admittedly this isn't the one one of the runs i've read too in depth
2: oh uh, they they're precious <laughs> they, they really are you know, you know big franklin trying not to uh spoil the future for little franklin <laughs> as he drops him up at school and he sees all his old friends it's cute
1: yeah I, I need to read this book. It's one of those ones I've been meaning to get into trade in trade for a long time, but they're just so difficult to get hold of now because they're just completely out of print. But
0: uh, and this is the annulment of Crystal and Ronan's marriage. Yes, yeah. that's a bummer. Yeah.
2: That was so sad. It was sad. And uh, mask revisited. It was, it was later. Basi- basically Jonathan Hickman undoing everything that happened in the War of Kings saga,
1: which is uh-huh. kind of like. Uh... I don't like it when uh, writers do that.
2: But also, so the, I, I,
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
2: the, the Inhumans abandon the Kree and just go back to Earth. They leave Ronan in charge. Because <laughs> that always Yeah. It, it sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> See the Black Vortex story. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, that was a mess. Okay. Moving along.
1: So this, uh, the next one is, um, uh, well, it's, it, we've, we've just referenced it as FF. Is it Future Foundation?
2: I believe it's Future Foundation. All the yeah. covers say FF.
1: Yeah, so Future Foundation from 2012 to 2014, uh, written by Matt Fraction. Um, artist was Mike Allred, colorist was Laura Allred, and lettering was Clayton Cowles. Brief overview was that the uh, while the Fantastic Four are off on a mission, Scott Lang, Ms. Thing, Medusa, and She-Hulk are left in charge of the Future Foundation on Atalan. Wacky hijinks ensue. Yay!
0: Scott Lang, of all people. <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't know, and She-Hulk. They just seem so random. I don't know. That's
2: why it was so much fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the I whole
2: mean, thing was just nuts.
1: Again, I really need to read this because this this came out, I think, just as I started reading comics. And I distinctly remember one cover that had Scott Lang on it. Um, so I, I kind of regret not picking it up now.
2: And quite frankly, this has one of the most important panels in Marvel Comics history, breaking down the color coding of Marvel characters. Purple For- green equals bad. She-Hulk's bad? Yeah, I was going to say, She-Hulk is purple-green. Because C- she's, well, she's based off a color scheme of Hulk, who can occasionally be bad. Yeah,
1: true. I guess
2: scrolls Ashley's actually is brought up on the page, Hulk, sometimes bad.
1: Yeah. Scrolls, <laughs> always bad. Yep. Like right, majority of yeah.
0: them are bad. Uh... Emo or her gets to do stuff.
1: who uh, shows up. Isn't Triton purple and green?
0: Yes. Yes. The rare exception. <laughs> <laughs> Triton's kind of dead.
1: Well, uh, yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> So
2: <laughs> But Medusa wears purple, so what does that say? It's but, more green. <laughs> it's the purple green combination that you gotta look out for.
1: But I think this is a good <laughs> example of uh, Matt Fraction writing. Um because pretty much everything he writes turns to gold. Like yeah.
2: Yeah, and,
1: and the, same the all with, reds yeah, the reds are all reds. reds are yeah. always amazing. And I, I think um, I think Matt Fraction needs to do more. I, I would say do more at Marvel, but I'm pretty sure he left Marvel for a reason. And uh, so, yeah.
2: I think this is to the first time that we have She-Hulk and Medusa in the same comic. Yes. Where their bickering starts. <laughs> They're so good. I love Medusa and She-Hulk together. They're fun.
0: We'll cover that in A-Force.
2: Well, she- yeah. She-Hulk is not impressed.
0: No. No, she's not.
1: <laughs> also, this book went on for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, but that...
0: Fraction is a slow writer. See, Hawkeye.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's just the fact that they, they ran a Future Foundation title for two years. You know what I mean? It's kind of... It, it's not a title you'd expect to run that long. Well, was
2: so good.
1: For example, the previous, most recent Future Foundation title that went on for five issues.
2: Which was a crime because it was fantastic.
1: It, it, yeah, that, that's kind of the point I'm getting at. So... <laughs>
2: I think when you put the all rids on something, people are going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it's the same with Matt Fraction because, um, you know, his his books, the biggest one at the moment I can think of is Sex Criminals. And that's coming back for the last five issues and it's got so much hype around it. It does. I cannot wait for that. My cat says yes.
0: <laughs> He's excited for that. Um what's
1: next? New, New Avengers.
0: Avengers. Yes. Jinx.
1: Yes. I think uh New Avengers and uh also the main Avengers title as well. So... Oh, with
0: the Steve Tony Carroll just double date <laughs> Sorry. So, Had to so... bring that up.
1: I was going to say, so this one's written by Jonathan Hickman as well, uh, pencils by Steve Epting, Inca, Rip Magyar, colorist Frank Delmata, Letter of Go, Caramagna, and covers by Jock. And it's basically Black Bolt joins the Illuminati to, in the lead up to Secret Wars. Now, this was huge at the time. Um, I mean, like, the new Avengers, the Avengers book, and then everything in the lead up to Secret Wars was just insane.
3: Yeah.
0: And this is about when I jumped in on comics.
1: Yeah, this, this was. I was very the,
0: confused.
1: the The first this was the first Avengers <laughs> title I got, and I think this is also the problem with why every time I buy an Avengers title now, I expect this. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of like going into Avengers wanting a high level sci-fi, and then, um, you know, like like the first book after that Avengers title was all new, all uh, all different Avengers. Mm-hmm. And it had the team with Kamala, I think Miles, Thor.
0: Um, Sam Alexander. It had champions on it.
1: Yeah, and it was kind the of... Kids. it was it, Yeah, because I had Kid Nova as well, I think, didn't it?
0: You can't not love Sam Alexander. Come on.
1: I, just, I, I mean, I, because, because the fact it didn't feel like the same as the previous Avengers title, I gave it up very quickly. Which is unfortunate, but...
2: It was actually really good. If yeah, you want yeah, the yeah. high concept sci-fi, you have to just follow Jonathan Hickman.
1: Yes, yes, you do, which is kind of yeah, well, where L. I'm at, Ewing, at this point. Or
2: oh, Al Ewing,
0: he was doing some fun. He was doing some fun stuff in the Ultimates after Secret Wars. Oh, yes,
2: I love the Ultimates. Was, yeah. So, but well, um,
1: also a part of his um, New Avengers Avengers run was Infinity, which I think, Infinity. which I think was the first major event book that I bought myself. That
0: was so good. Yes, it was. They actually turned that into a novel, by the way. So they took all the comics and turned it into a novel. In case oh, you really? Know. Yes, it's at Barnes & Noble. I keep looking at it going, well, I've read the comic. Do I want? It? Do I need to read the novel? Because I've read the comic.
1: See, the, the problem... But then I'm like, but it's I, a
0: novel and I do like a good long book.
1: And I, I, I kind of a... know what
0: happens because I'm the person that reads the last page first.
1: I have a real so like, problem <sighs> with books being made out of comic events. Like the Dark Phoenix Saga book, which is... Well, there's a, there's a Captain Marvel one as well, isn't there?
0: Liberation Run? That was actually pretty good. But it, it has, has. Actually, the Liberation Run has, um, Inhumans in it. Medusa, um, the Inhumans are a big part of Captain Marvel Liber- Liberation Run. But
1: I've heard that it doesn't really, it bases them more, it feels like it bases them more off of the TV Inhumans.
0: Um, <laughs> I didn't get that impression, but I have to reread it. I that, really liked that's, it.
1: That's basically the reason I've never picked it up.
0: No. So. Um, you probably pick it up. I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't get the impression that it was, that it was, um, TV Inhumans. No. That is not the impression I got. Medusa's a badass. She's not in it much, but when she is in it, she's a badass. So um, But yeah, the Inhumans are a big part of that book, actually, so I highly recommend it if you're an Inhumans fan. That's
1: good. But yeah, Infinity, uh, should I take this one as well? Sure. sure. Okay, so written by Jonathan Hickman, pencils by Jim Chung, Incas, Mark Morales, uh, John Livesey, uh, David Micus, Jim Chung, uh, colorist was Justin Ponser.
0: Oh, rest in peace, Justin. You are a good dude. Uh,
1: letterer was Chris Eliopoulos, uh, and Joe Caramagna. Covers were Adam Cuba and, uh, Laura Martin. Alright,
0: I have to give you credit there, Adam, for, um, pronouncing Chris's last name correctly because I would have not. So good job. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I, I mean, I mean, it, I, I assume it's Greek or from Greece. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the synopsis is, uh, there is a prophecy that will um, that Thanos will be killed by his own child. Uh, yeah, i assume that's what, because the notes, the notes say there is a prophecy that will be killed by his own child. I assume that's meant to say, there is a prophecy that Thanos will be killed by his own child. So Thanos comes to Earth looking for his son by an inhuman woman, Thane, in order to destroy him. Black set off the Terrigen bomb in an attempt to hide Thane in a sea of inns, which worked out really well. Yes. <laughs> I think this was my first exposure to Inhumans. I will say that one. Um, because literally, I remember seeing the panel with Black Bolt saying no. And that is like the only thing I remember reading. I was like, okay, i will got to get more of this guy because he seems really cool. And I remember basically at that point going back and collecting the New Avengers hardcovers, which are very pretty. Mm, um, they are. Yeah. And it, uh, uh, yeah. So that's that was, that was pretty good. Um, what do you guys think?
2: Uh, you know, Black Bolt really has an issue with communication skills. Like... Even more than you would expect from a guy who can't talk. <laughs> this is, you know, it, it was him and Maximus coming up with this plan and just... Oh,
0: nothing he, will go wrong from
2: that ever. No, that, that's fine. Everything's fine.
0: Would he I, always has
2: our best interest at heart.
1: Would I be right in saying that this book was the first book to introduce Thanos' Black Order and the Outriders?
0: You might be right,
2: That Might be right.
1: Because, because uh, obviously, the Black Order are a big part of uh, Infinity War and Endgame, Um However, they missed out the most important person of the Black Order, just saying. Supergiant, obviously.
0: That is very sad.
1: Yeah, Supergiant, in my opinion, is probably the best of the Black Order, but she does make them incredibly OP. <laughs> so I can kind of see why they left her out.
0: That's kind of sad, because then we could have had like a Supergiant-Captain Marvel fight.
1: Could have done, yeah. Yeah,
0: that would have been fun. Oh well. Um, Hixman and his prophecies... Loves those prophecies.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll say just read like uh, the most recent example is House of X and Powers of X when you've got all of the timelines. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, but I'd end up gushing too much about the the X-Men book. Books. Multiple. multiple.
0: So uh, I can take this next one. This leads us to Inhumanity in uh, 2013, which was uh, written by Matt Fraction with pencils by Olivier Coy. I can never pronounce his last name right. Nick what Bradshaw. Hell? Yeah. Uh, Nick Bradshaw and Todd. Now I no. 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 I'm really bad. Sorry. Um, anchors are Mark Morales, Nick Bradshaw, Hannah Palmer, and uh, Todd. No. Uh Colorist is Laura Martin. Uh, lettering is Clayton Cowles. Flashback art by Lenel Yu and Jerry Alan Guilin and Israel Silva.
1: I'm pretty sure okay. that you just got, like, all of the most I'm most difficult wrong. to say yes. names.
0: I'm really bad at names. If someone else wants to read them appropriately, please do. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Sorry. Um, I feel bad. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Black Bull and Maximus are presumed dead after setting off the Terrigen bomb. Karnak loses his mind and commits suicide after having a vision of the future, and the rest of the royal family is left to deal with the aftermath. Um, yeah. But it was kind of was...
1: This was an interesting story. It was. Because it kind of tried to set up and make the Inhumans, like, put in a position where Matt Fraction was then going to write the Inhuman title, but then... And I think
0: he and Marvel had some disagreements. Yeah, um, they this...
1: left. This was when he left, basically. And I, I think the intention was, and I think he's mentioned this on Twitter as well, to have basically a massive Game of Thrones-esque in humans, which is in reality probably what they should be. But then obviously Marvel mandated that they wanted something else, which was kind of what we did with Charles s- superhero-like. Yeah. Um so this this book was really interesting because it kind of gives a real brief glimpse into what Matt Fraction had in mind, mm-hmm. and also he would be one of the best people to get on to actually talk about like his version of the Inhumans, what it would be. <laughs> Hint, hin, nudge, nudge. If you want to set that up, Sarah.
0: I'll see what I can do.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Karnak was kind of one of the big, big uh, players in this book.
2: The uh, issue one was mostly him. Yeah. Yeah. Poor little guy. Yeah, which is. Yeah, is of, yeah, of all the things that he would personally not want to happen, it would be an atmosphere contaminated with TerraGen. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't know, Karnak has never been through TerraGenesis and he has no interest in doing so. Right. So um, and then he has a, a vision of the future, which never comes to pass because the direction changed.
0: Which is sad because yep. that would have been kind of awesome. Um, and then you have inhumanity number two. Actually, has the first inklings that Gorgon may be in love with Medusa.
3: And who? who There's
1: who a little scene. Be, who wouldn't be powerful redhead? That's like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Moving on.
2: And, and again, this one has Jades of Earth X in it <laughs> yeah. because in Earth X they contaminate Earth's atmosphere with Terrigen and then leave.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I this think... one,
2: they at least this time, they stuck around to deal with the aftermath. Yeah.
1: And I think that oh, it's oh, kind of it's it's kind of again it feels like they were trying to set up something else and not what actually came to be um because you know uh, this after this this is the first time that umterogen was was kind of damaging to people or didn't affect people other than uh, in humans or mutants, but uh yeah, we'll get to that in a minute we'll get to that in a minute you know, uh, yeah
2: yeah the, the effects of terogen change depending on the writer, yeah, yeah. either it, it does nothing. It's poison. It mutates you horribly, or it can mutate you like you're an inhuman.
1: Yeah, I think a good example is uh, Silent War for its effects on humans. Um, the uh, war, or is it uh, the Quicksilver book? Son of M. Son of M. Yeah, um, for its effects on mutants. And then obviously everything post 2015 Secret Wars for its effects on mutants after that, which was different. Yeah, yeah, very different.
0: Anyway, I guess we can move on to Inhuman.
2: Yeah. Hey, okay, you want me to take this one?
0: Yeah, because I'm not reading names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: It's fine. <laughs>
2: I'm not reading okay, names anymore. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll butcher them instead. <laughs> All right. Inhuman, which ran from 2014 to 2015, plus the, it ended with an annual. The writer was Charles Soule, artist Joe Maderera, Ryan Stegman, Pepe Larraz, and Andre Arujo, colorist Marte Garcia, Richard and Richard Eisenove, and lettering by Clayton Cus. So, quickly, a Widow Medusa now leads a much larger race of Inhumans, while facing threats from Inhuman villains like Lash and Lineage. So, so this wh- series introduces all the new humans and the other Inhuman city of Oralon. So, what,
1: what I would say about this book is... If you're reading X-Men at the moment and you are seeing a lot about Krakoa and that kind of thing, go back and read Inhuman and you'll see almost exactly the same thing in terms of uh, Medusa kind of putting out a notice saying all Inhumans are welcome on New Atalan and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of... It feels like the new X-Men books are very much echoing the Inhuman books from
2: you know mid-2010s. I agree. Yes. One difference being, though, the Inhumans at this point are... A lot more friendly than they used to be. Yeah. Well,
0: this is, I think, where Medusa... Like, Medusa even went so far, I think, as to go to the UN and declare themselves a nation. But they also, I feel like...
1: (gasps) That happened in the X-Men as well. (coughs)
0: Right. (laughs) So, I'm not reading the X-Men.
1: No, I know, but it's just kind of...
0: here's... Right. But here's the thing. Like, I feel like where... There's a more sinister undertone to the X-Men from what I've seen.
1: There really is. Yes.
0: They, it seems to me like Medusa's like, well, fuck it. We're here now.
1: Well, and... well, Medusa Medusa wanted to like put a much more positive face on the Inhumans.
2: Yes. They were very good at PR.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, because there's an issue with Thor and they start walking through the market and that kind of stuff. Right. And that's and that's very good to, to, to read.
2: Yeah. The, the gates to Adelan were no longer closed. Right. Hmm. You could go and visit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Right.
2: And c- can we just say how good Joe Matarera is at drawing Medusa? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my also, gosh.
0: I like Ryan Stegman's Medusa as yeah.
1: well. Yeah. Well, so do you guys remember the uh, the the delays on issue one due to the fact that Matt Fraction left? No. So so I, this this is the one title I distinctly remember being delayed by like six months or something because I remember being advertised and uh, Matt Fraction was on it and Joe Madrera was on it and they had like a load of um, preview art and that kind of stuff on the go and then obviously Fraction Marvel parted ways. And Charles Soule was brought on, so he effectively rewrote the story around the art almost. So uh, yeah, that was that was interesting because um, yeah, it's one of the few titles I remember being delayed by a significant amount of time.
0: And um, honestly, kudos to Charles Soule for having to like sc- scramble. I think.
1: Yeah, I think it was also the the, the, the time where me and uh, Sarah started talking on CBR.
0: Um, I think you might be right, actually.
1: Because I think it was basically after this started that we kind of I, I joined CBR basically.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's memory that lane. makes sense. <laughs> it is memory lane because it was just a year after this series that we started the podcast. Yep. Damn. Wow. Time
2: flies. Yeah. Um. In In the series, Medusa also finds out that Black Bolt is not dead.
0: Oh yes. Is this the series that also introduces Aaron and Frank?
2: Uh. Yes. Yeah. I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, because they go on the hunt for Black Bolt, and Oren can hear him, and that's so good.
2: Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oren, the cool character that everyone latched onto for two issues, and then she gets killed.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she she did she did get like uh like final issue, and that was really nice.
0: Yeah, she did, and, and, and she did
2: show up in Black Bolt. Yes, she did.
0: Yes, yeah, but like she's still around. I just thought it was interesting that you know we have all all these new characters that. Come out of inhumanity, and Arin was one. Her design is just so cool. Yeah. Uh, this also introduces the Inhuman Codex. Yep. Yep. Which I forget what that does. Someone remind me.
2: Doesn't it have, like the record of the yeah. genetic material of every Inhuman?
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, we, we kind of tried to to make uh, an Inhuman Codex uh, from from docs in human codex that he put together uh oh, on the website. Yeah. Uh I don't know if it's still there. I think um I think I might have taken it down for a bit because it was some of it was it's so inaccurate. Now. Yeah, it's kind of trying to update it all and that kind of thing. So
0: Right. Um Karna gets points for the weirdest resurrection. I thought it was the greatest resurrection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> doesn't need literally just Just like, straight his... up
0: chase
2: burster?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It yeah.
0: Goes all alien through a lineage, which and is he's interesting. Fine. How?
1: Yeah, because he because he, he returns. So like, uh, it, it's such a book.
0: Comics. <laughs> Comics, guys. Also, Comics. It wasn't um... They're all so cool about it too. They're like, oh look,
2: Carnac's back. That's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, they didn't make it a big deal. Um.
1: Oh, also, Inhuman introduced uh, Lash. Yes. Which dude. also happened to be in Agents of Shield.
0: Yeah. Because his design was so cool, and Marvel was like, oh no, we need him. Yep. Also, so there was another uh, new Inhuman, I think, that went into Shield. I can't remember who it was.
1: I can't remember either, but I remember uh, um, Lash being the, the kind of the main one.
0: Flint! Flint also. That's right.
1: Oh, really? Flint. That's good. Yeah, of he did, yeah, because he was
0: we had Flint he in the future.
1: Too. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't seen those episodes yet. so... Oh,
2: sorry, I spoiled it for you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, th- I think I think spoiler alert is kind of irrelevant at this point, considering it's been yeah, like a few that, years.
2: Yeah, that, exactly. The statute of limitations on spoiler alert has passed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, also, so. Axis happens during this event, and Axis was kind of okay.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but. Evil Medusa was pretty fun, though.
1: Yeah, I, I, that was probably my, yeah. one of my favorite bits. But Axis is something that.
2: Yeah.
0: Also, um, Eldrack, the Shield gets legs.
2: Oh was yeah. That, was
0: that? He does.
2: He's that, so ridiculous.
0: It was ridiculous, but it was in the best ways ridiculous. Yeah. Also, we get the most powerful and one of the most powerful Inhumans in Reader. Um, and I think Reader needs to make an appearance again because. Yeah, Reader's a badass, and also Frank McGee because I love Frank McGee.
1: He he deserves like Frank McGee is like the single like the, the single inhuman that could have like a, an amazing Marvel Cop show.
0: He absolutely would like, like he it, would have such a great comic too. Like, can you see him teaming up with like either of the Jessicas for a series and doing like a whole down and gritty detective, detective.
2: yeah
0: issue? Oh, be so good. I love Frank just McGee. murder
2: mysteries with Frank McGee. Right, it's and he's just...
0: also one of the Inhumans that, like, a lot of the Inhumans are younger that are introduced. Like, um, like the new humans, they're all younger. I would say older than your normal mutant would be, but still younger. But then you have Frank McGee, who's like in his like late forties, and he becomes an Inhuman.
3: And he like, takes in his stride, and just though, that's upends the thing. his wife. Yeah,
2: his whole life. He's
0: yeah it does he gets fired from his job his wife leaves him i mean there's a whole series you can do with him and i just think he's was well, the fact that
1: he kind of he turned up in daredevil i mean i know that was written by charles Soule at the time but he turned up in daredevil yeah which was was yeah. actually one of my favorite appearances of him in like the entirety of marvel comics because he, he was like he was basically trying to do the same job as daredevil but yeah and just his powers came to the fore and all that kind of stuff it was so yeah good. he had and, some
0: cool fa- like like Everyone called him Discount Cyclops, but his powers were more than that.
1: Yeah, because one yeah. of the, one of the things in in Daredevil was the fact that he effectively could like like take a snapshot of a room.
0: Right. Yeah, and zoom in uh, on, like, details. Yeah,
1: and that's just, like, that's, like, totally insane. It's, like, I mean, how the hell Cyclops, Cyclops wouldn't be able to do that? He would no. destroy um, the room. That's, exactly. that's all he's got. And, right, um, and
0: then he could channel th- his his light powers through guns. That was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, what I really enjoyed was his uh, Hunt for Wolverine book, where it was, like, him, uh, was it Misty Knight? Um, yeah.
0: Jones and somebody else
1: yeah that was such a good book I really enjoyed that I mean yeah like I said like we keep skipping forward like quite a few years but that was really good
0: I mean just Frank McGee guys I mean Reader's a badass because Reader can rewind time but, but... Re-
1: Reader's got a, a similar power to um I forget her name um she was in uh, Avengers Nico? Arena yes yeah uh in the fact Who? that he, uh, I did that yeah, who is She's it? got
0: a similar power to who? To
1: repeat well, that, I
2: was going to say she's kind of similar. He's kind of similar to Nico because, yes. he, with her magic, if she can just say a word, and I think right. that Reader that happen.
1: And I don't think uh, does Rita have the limitation that he can't do it twice? He
2: has he to do he it only three has times, three times a day, times in a day And then of, he gets weaker as he goes. Right. Yeah, but
1: I mean, but he can he use the same like word? Yeah, yeah,
2: he can yeah, use okay. the same Little, 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 little cards.
0: Yeah, yeah so yeah, he's, he's guys, um. Rail cards.
1: See, he's he's a bit he's a bit better off than Nico. Right,
0: but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that one issue where like who was it that kept dying, and he he wanted to keep her from dying, so he had he kept rewinding it and rewinding it until he got it right.
1: That was pretty cool. See, was, look wasn't, wasn't there like there was a character in Agents of Shield that was that looked like Reader, and we thought he was going to be Reader. Yeah, and then it became a discount Nightcrawler.
0: Oh so yeah, what's his name? I can't remember. I don't know.
1: He was only in like who's in like not even half a series i think
0: no he died pretty quick i think no um but no reader was awesome and i i wish readers just way too cool but frank is my favorite i will forever love frank
1: yeah so what's next on the list
0: Ms. marvel everyone's does, Every, everyone's favorite in humor who, who struck the same goal as spider-man
1: so should I, I take this
0: one go for it
1: Okay, so writer was uh, G. Willow Wilson. Uh, artist was Adrian Alphon, Elmo Bondor. Uh, Takeshi Maezawa. Sorry if I butchered that. Colorist was Ian Herring. Lettering was Joe Caramagna. Um, like we said, in what may be you know one of the biggest new characters um, to debut in the decade, uh, the fanfic writing Captain Marvel Stan Kamala Khan is exposed to ter- the Terrigen cloud and becomes the shape-shifting hero Miss Marvel. Uh, with some help from her friends and a very huggable lockjaw, she defends New Jersey... Uh well, Jersey City even, sorry. From the forces of evil whilst hiding her secret identity from our family. So very much in the vein of Spider-Man. Um and we get cameos from our favourite dog. Second favourite dog. Just
3: the
0: best. <laughs>
1: second second favourite dog. Um but yeah, I mean she was she was literally the yeah, most most popular character to come out of the Inhuman's Push. I think her and Moon Girl yeah. have had the longest yep. run since they were introduced. Um yep. but yeah, I mean the the whole the whole khan family as well they're the best
0: she is she's she has taken the reins from peter parker um yeah you just can't not love miss marvel again i
1: i I, i'm gonna apologize for this because uh, i didn't start reading miss marvel until we started doing this podcast
0: it's
1: okay same here so so i missed basically two years ish of Ms. marvel books oh no so yeah yeah but i mean i i collect i got the um i got the omnibus for the original run as uh, did I. I
0: just picked that up myself actually a little while ago
1: yeah so so that ended at secret wars um, yeah, so
2: you need to go back and read it before the show starts
1: yes i do yeah, yeah.
2: or you'll have no clue who thomas edison is that's true the craziest villain you've ever seen because i saw a rumor they're casting for him really are they that's yeah
1: so um so then yeah ended at secret wars and secret wars kind of introduced this weird battle world where you know you had so many different versions of so many different characters and uh, if you've ever wondered where we got the name for our podcast from, it was the Inhumans story from uh, Secret Wars. Atlanta? Um, yeah, so Inhumans at Alan Rising, which was 2015.
0: Yes, and was crazy and excellent, and I loved
1: it. Yeah, yeah so, so i do this one, sorry, because I, I love this it's book okay. so much. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, you
0: can't not love it. I loved it too, so I, uh, go so, for it. So
1: writer and it was, was a gorgeous book. Yes, it, was. it was.
0: It was absolutely beautiful.
2: Like, yeah. It was beautiful
1: so it's written just, by d-
2: just pointing out the uh artists will be at c2e2 this year oh
1: fuck you know oh who else God. is going to be at c2e2 Set up
2: a we will
1: we will <laughs> all of us
2: Adeline rising road trip <laughs> totally yeah uh.
1: totally gonna get con Uh, But yeah, so Atalan Rising was written by Charles Soule. Pencils was uh, John Timms. Inca was Roberto Poggi. Uh, Colorist was Frank Dalmata. Letters VCs Clayton Cowles. Again,
0: literally, literally every letter so far has been Clayton Cowles or Joe Caramagna. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing out a fact until our next one, but go ahead.
1: And then cover and character designs was uh, Dave Johnson. Um, so there's a Secret Wars tie-in where literally nothing is appears what appears to be as it seems. Um, there's like a, a rebellion going on in the Kingdom of Atalan, which means Medusa has to find where it's coming from and who's at the heart of it. Uh, and then Black Bolt is basically a Resistance leader that has to convert her, uh, convert her thinking. Um, but the ending really didn't change a lot because it was um, basically Doom behind the Behind the curtain, kind of pulling the strings and that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, he's um, having
0: fun
2: with that. Yeah, with that <laughs> it, world. He's just like, I'm what? gonna see what fucking happens. do do. It's basically so like, you're like in a. Uh, basically in a time loop. Yeah, it's yeah. basically
1: a Groundhog Day version of the Inhumans. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what, I, what I really liked about this series was this was the first, uh, the first appearance of the Quiet Room.
3: Yes.
1: So, which was a uh, location reused uh, during Uncanny Inhumans. Here's um, the thing
0: about Secret Wars. After Secret Wars ended and they relaunched into all new, all different Marvel, writers took things from Battle World or Alternate Realities and brought them into the main six one six. So that's why Jess has Jerry Drew. That's why we've got the Quiet Room. That's why Miles is Six One Six. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, although they did kinda of, with Miles is a little bit complicated because Yeah. Like they had Spider Man two and Bendis kind of just yeah went a bit nuts because i guess that was his final book but you know but
0: no but if you look closely there are still things and we can talk about that in the next one too but yeah
1: yeah i mean um so so my my i think my kind of comment on this is it didn't really add anything to Inhumans law other than the the location um because it was basically an alternate universe title but we got a name out of it. We got the, we named our podcast after it.
0: We did because it's awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and the quiet room is awesome. So I'm going to take the next one because it's one of my favorite comic book series ever. Um, a Force. Uh, for 2015, um, and also another comic set in Battle World. Um, writer is Marguerite Bennett and G. G. Willow Wilson. Pencils is Jorge Molina. Inkers, uh, are Jorge Molina and Craig Young. Colorists, uh, Laura Martin and Matt Miller. And lettering is, oh hey, somebody different, Corey Pettit. Um, I didn't write the synopsis for this, so that goes to Lynn because I've been having a hard time. Um. In a remote corner of Battleworld is the utopian island of Arcadia um, that so long as you obey God Emperor Doom's decree and never attempt to leave its borders. Um, this series introduces one of the most sweetest characters ever, Singularity. Um, if you're reading the current Captain Marvel run, she's been brought back finally again. So she is amazing. She's uh, like a little puppy. She's so cute. She is. She's just like this innocent little... Pocket dimension that everyone loves. Um, unfortunately, since A Force hasn't been seen much except to pop in for Ms. Marvel and pop in in the current Captain Marvel run, um, singularity, I think, might be important going forward if people play alright. Um, the series also has Medusa and Black Bolt in it simultaneously as they're in this Ant Adelan Rising. Um, Battle World is nuts. Um, and uh, sadly, um, Medusa dies saving A Force from the Thors, which is a bummer, but she's a total badass.
1: Is is this the one where Dazzler became a Thor?
0: No, that's the next one. Yeah, we'll get into that because yes.
1: I mean, yeah, that that was probably my favorite thing from the entire A Force book was D- Dazzler picking up Thor's hammer.
0: Um, that's that A Force will deal with Battle World fallout. Um, after Secret Wars 2, but this one, uh, not yet. Dazzler is part of it. Um, a very different Dazzler than we see in the second A4 series. Hi, kitty. Um, but yeah, no, it's just really good. Um, we get some A plus Medusa and She-Hulk uh, bickering again. Um, yes, my cat looks it too. So, but, that, uh,
1: but then, then Secret Wars kind of ended. Right. Yes. And then we have to... all new, all different Marvel.
0: Yes.
2: Not much change for the
1: humans. No, I mean, mean, other than they had a new
2: place to drink, not much at all. And let's see, Kamala's former bully Zoe was nice. (laughs) Right. That was a major change. And (laughs) And Karnak uh, Karnak lost his mind. Nihilistic. That's the
3: word.
2: uh, Nihilistic hobo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are you going to cosplay as him? C2E2, Lynn?
2: No, although I, I do have all the Pieces
1: to do that.
0: You absolutely should do that, and then go to the X Men panel.
1: Ask a <laughs> I see. I, I see the flaw in the plan here. So.
0: No, I don't at all. No, no, that- I don't at all. Oh, I need to dear. do that, go up to the mic and ask a question about the Inhumans during the X Men panel. Let's
1: do it. When? I when? Not. When's IVX two? God, I
2: hope not. <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Hickman. Uh, I have found several flaws in the plot. Uh, <laughs> HLX PLX. You would actually probably get a good kick out of that. Are you kidding me? And we need to discuss them in great detail.
1: (laughs) Otherwise, I will poke them and they will fall apart.
0: No, you need to do this. Like, what do I have to pay you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally, I'll bring the face. I have
0: a rare X Men comic that was only (laughs) given out at the X Men panel at NYCC. I was going to give it to you anyway. I'll
1: take it. I'll, I'll do it. That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it now. I mean, I don't even like Karnak. I mean, I do like Karnak, obviously. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. Um, Miss Marvel 2015. wants to take that
0: one? All right.
2: Want me to
1: do
2: it? Yeah, go, go on. then. All right. So the writer, G. Willow Wilson, pencils by Takeshi Miyazawa, Adrian Alfona, Nico Leon, Marco Faia, and Diego Tagui. colorist Ian Herring, and lettering by Joe Caramagna. And these are again the continuing adventures of Ms. Marvel. This had the Civil War II tie-ins. Her trip to Karachi, where Kareem the Red Dagger was introduced.
3: Oh yeah,
2: starting the love triangle between yeah. Kareem, Kamala, and Bruno.
1: I mean, again, I I don't understand why this book was relaunched after Secret. Because Secret as Wars. everything was. Uh, as I know, but everything, was, was
0: everything was
2: relaunched.
1: It
0: Doesn't was. Doesn't
3: matter silly. what it
2: was. Got to get those number one issues out. Charge a premium well yeah yeah true
1: but i think i think you know i again i ha- i don't think i read the first like eight issues of this because eight issues came out and then we decided to start this podcast so yeah um,
0: so some of the big highlights um civil war Two knocks carol off the pedestal kamala has put her on um kamala does a lot of growing up in this series and um, realizes that grown-ups aren't perfect and everyone makes mistakes
1: yeah that was quite a big one i think because that, it, it really hit her as well hurt.
0: that hurt but it was needed to be needed to be done although civil war 2 did not do carol danvers any favors uh, I,
1: I don't think but civil war 2 did i, I think favors. well yeah i think i think civil war 2 did to carol what civil war 1 did to tony yeah
0: yeah thankful um, thank you thank you thank god for kelly Thompson. um that said um that was heartbreaking but um we also get, um, basic Becky. I cannot remember oh. her supervillain name anymore. <laughs> but, no, she's not Discord. Is she Discord or is that the other dude?
2: No, that's a guy, isn't it? Yeah, he I Discord's think... the guy. What is? We always just think of her as Becky. She's basic Becky. God damn it, Becky! Becky. I can't remember what her supervillain name is.
1: It's fine. It's Becky. It's fucking Becky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown. She's that's locked it. down. Lockdown. Yeah. Right. And she's the
0: worst. She is. I like her.
1: As a villain. So um I think kind of the, the, the next one on the list which is really good, which I'm gonna take because I l again, I love this this book.
0: Uncanny inhuman Yes.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and I, I remember I remember the issue zero of this when it came out just before Secret Wars. And I was oh, yeah. like, Come on, I need September to go I wish i just time warped to September, that'd be fine. Um because it came out in like March or something, and again I think I think we were we were talking at the time, Sarah. And yeah. I was just like that issue zero was the best.
3: It
0: was because it totally like outlined things that happened later.
1: But yeah, yeah, but it was written. Oh, of course, yeah, the artwork. But the writer was Charles Soule. Artist was Stephen McNiven, Brandon Peterson, Kev Walker, Carlos Pacheco. 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 Oh, um, uh, Pacheco.
0: I think he says it Pacheco.
1: Yeah, Kim Jacinto, Arby Silva. Ario Anindito. Uh, Incas were Jay Lyston. Uh, Scott Hanna, Andy Owen, Adriano, dear Benedetto. Colorist was Justin Ponsor, Sonny Go, Java Taglia, David Curiel, Antonio Fabella, Andrew Crossley, Andre Mossa, and lettering Andres was- Andre
3: Mossa
0: is the nicest guy, follow him, and David on Twitter. Okay.
1: <laughs> and the lettering was, uh, surprise, surprise, Clayton Cowles. um, so there's three different stories in this one. Issue zero, uh, issue zero sent Ahura beyond time, uh, and then Black Bolt and co. are gonna go back and try save him for um, Kang. It also ties into Civil War and IVX, but more importantly, the great story in, uh, regarding Oren
0: That is my favorite, probably one of my favorite. The Auron storyline is so great.
1: Can I can I just mention how? And I mentioned this on the podcast at the time. You can go back to like issue four or something and listen to it. But how? Out like how ridiculous like the the Inhumans treated Tony. I like, I I just I hated that tie in.
2: Yeah. Like as no, a no, I agree. Oh, just a, the ruining his life.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I was like that. That is a massively over like what's it what was overblown response
2: to.
0: Yeah. But uh, it was also Lockjaw just dropping a bunch of bombs in an empty warehouse. Destroying empty his people. cars.
2: There was an empty head. it's had his cars in there. It yeah, just- but
0: it was cars, not people. But it was just yeah. Lockjaw and then just soggy Rats. bombs. <laughs>
1: But like, well, that is just a sorry. that is just a hugely disproportionate reaction. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, they
2: they per- the first. Re- keep, remember the original plan? You know, original reaction was Karnak going. You know, I'm just going to knock his tower down. Yeah. So this was the alternative to that.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't there a cover that had like Tony like have his have his tower on the floor mm. or something. But I, I don't know. I, I found I found Civil War too.
0: I will say this though, with Uncanny Inhumans. Oh, this was also had the um romance of johnny and medusa in it yeah but like the thing that really stood out to me is that realm of king like crystal's this huge player in that and then up until now there has been not a peep of crystal
1: at well, all yeah i mean she, i yeah. thought it
0: was interesting it was like they completely forgot she existed
1: that's true actually exactly. she doesn't she doesn't feature an awful lot between sort of 2010 and until 2015. she
0: doesn't like at all until the very end when you get the medusa and johnny storyline because and how everyone kept it from her
1: well no but she and had that she had the whole all in humans book to be fair she
0: did and yeah. i appreciate james asmus for that which we will talk about later because yeah. i loved all in humans that book was absolutely because it had stefano caselli oh my god it was a beautiful book okay but i think anyway. i think
1: auren had the best kind of like send off
0: oh yeah that was like, so good. just her, just everything, um, how she was resurrected, but how flawed that was.
1: Yeah. I, I, and I really like that.
0: Because and he, was did it was
2: drawn beautifully.
1: Yes, it was, it's yeah.
0: While, and so the much. cover of her and Black Bolt, that was just really cool. That's,
1: but like, that's probably and one I of guess, my favorite covers of all time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and what, what gets me is I love that this was like Charles Souls like everyone wants Orin back. so one thing everyone's yelling out about me, like for killing her off so fast. So fine, I'll bring her back, but you're not getting the Orin yeah. start. Yeah.
1: Fucking Charles Soule oh.
0: Um, because let's face it, the Oran and Frank McGee team up was always awesome. Yeah. They yeah.
1: Were... I think I think the next book we'll let Lynn take
0: Oh god, because yeah. it it'll be <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Because okay,
1: otherwise I mean, otherwise we will be killed.
2: So, you know. Yes. <laughs> Blood will be drawn, but go ahead. Okay, the next one is Karnak, which ran from 2015 to 2017 because of delays.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not overstate this. Literally, it was like five issues came out in nearly two years, or, <laughs> yeah. or six issues, however many it was. They were
0: like, "Okay, IVX is over. Still haven't gotten the final issue of
2: <laughs> Karnak, Karnak <yeah>. yet. <laughs> What's going on? All right, uh, the writer is my favorite, Warren Ellis. And the original artist was Gerardo Zafino. And then we had Antonio Fuso and Roland Bashi. Gerardo Zafino will be at Motor City Comic Con this year. Yep. Just saying. Uh, Colorist is Dan Brown. Lettering by Clayton Cowles. And amazing covers by David Aja.
0: Oh my god, those covers are so good.
2: They really were. Brief synopsis, Karnak, who is the best at being the absolute worst, is called upon by S.H.I.E.L.D. to rescue a young Inhuman who has been kidnapped by a cult, but things are not always what they appear. Th- this <laughs> is awesome. a much darker story than all the other comics that are going on. Yeah. I still loved it. I love Warren Ellis. My favorite guy finally gets his own miniseries. But uh, I, I mourn the crappiness of the Inhumans TV show. Because Karnak's interactions with Coulson in this are incredible, so good, and I wanted a crossover so bad. Yeah, yeah. Coulson just hates him so much, <laughs> so
0: much. Well, and it just Karnak doesn't give a fuck. He's like a honey badger. Zero, <laughs> yes,
3: Zero yes. fucks
1: given. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I i love this book
0: i love this series so much it, it, was it was dark but it was also like hysterical with like the person like the inhuman with all the mouths yes
1: it was really funny because this was like the book that like by the time issue six had come out i was like oh hey i haven't got that book oh wait i've got to get the rest of them <laughs> so I ordered like the previous five or something and uh
2: yeah i loved it um- <laughs> His weirdness you know even though he's much weirder in other other stories you know we get that he enjoys commercial air travel a whole lot which is so perfectly him that he would enjoy one of the most horrible experiences you can have
1: yeah yeah that's yeah i'm not looking.
2: and you know the, the kid the kid he's going to rescue is also awful yeah yeah, yeah. but um that last it ends at the very last panel yeah. takes oh, on a yeah. lot more meaning once we get to Secret Warriors. Yeah. Because he's sort of, you know, crying over this picture of a happy family that he basically just tore apart.
0: So we've got, um, All New Inhumans, which was my favorite title to come out of the Inhumans push. Uh, writer was James Asmus. Artists were Stefano Caselli and Andre Araujo. Sorry. Uh, colorist was Andres Massa. Um, the synopsis is that Crystal assembles a team of Inhumans to follow the Terrigen Cloud and smooth over the damage done after the events of, um, Inhumanity. Uh, she's basically Inhuman PR, if you will. Um, if you read it, we see it starts off and everyone's always excited when Crystal shows up. Um, this series, uh, introduced, uh, some, us to some more Inhumans. We have, uh, Swain, Panacea, and Hub. Um, something of note is that Gorgon is in a wheelchair for most of the series as a result of what happened back in Charles Stoll's, um Inhuman run um, this also introduced us to the Inhuman city of Udalan, um, which is where we learned that Flint is from um, that was an excellent excellent uh, arc uh, we also learned in that arc that Anna Kravenoff uh, yes that one uh, isn't inhuman but we never learn what her powers are um and the series ended uh by celebrating crystal's birthday um and uh we had an appearance of luna who uh her daughter luna who we haven't seen in a long time um apparently she was attending the braddock school in uh england this series had some um pretty especially the first arc has some really big political overtones that first arc. Uh, I forget the name of the country they invaded or not invaded but infiltrated because he was clearly trying to say oh no we had no inhumans and uh, it turned out that they basically killed everyone who got hit with the Terrigen Cloud and it was pretty horrific and it was a really really good arc and I really really wish the series had continued because Crystal um he was also leading to some some strife between Crystal and Medusa in there.
2: Unfortunately we never saw
1: but we did get that crystal had
2: been pretty neglected she had titles up till now
1: but she had the happy happy birthday thing that kind of had uh lots of people from you know previous books and that kind of thing luna was there yes who was uh she studies at the braddock academy which is quite good yeah it was it was a really good title and i really i I miss it as well because it was kind of it was very good
0: it's an excellent writer and um, I know he, for this series, even though it was shown in this series that Crystal was, um, there was a tie-in after the first issue, that um, Crystal was also helping mutants avoid the cloud um, and to avoid it. And that was a big theme in a lot of the Inhuman books, I think, is that, like, well, we'll get to that when we get to IVX. But
2: I would like to note that there was a One Punch Man cameo. <laughs> that was unintentional. Yeah. Someone asked James Asimus that on Twitter, and he goes...
0: He goes, I had no idea of One Punch Man's existence. And he said, if I had known, I would have made a joke in that arc.
2: <laughs> they, they included in a human who looks exactly like him, the exact same outfit.
0: Right. And, like, and I guess I don't know if that was the artist's intention or not, but James Asmus had no clue. And he was very upset about that after the fact. After he learned of it, he was like, oh, I missed an opportunity. Also, James Asmus writes a very excellent Spider-Man. I just want to just point that out, too. Um, And Stefano Caselli's artwork is nothing short of beautiful in that series. Like, some of the um, things he has, like Hubdo and uh, Flint, and it's just an absolutely beautiful series. So um, All New Inhumans is one you should read. It does makes the Inhumans look pretty good, um, because they didn't look good anywhere else. We learn a lot about Flint and other Inhuman societies, and it's just... My favorite, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, uh, from 2015 to 2019, another breakout character um, from the all new, all different Marvel. She uh, uh, kind of exploded into popularity, especially with the Scholastic. Um,
1: yeah, it's quite a good surprise hit, really, because I mean it was all the Scholastic kind of book fairs and stuff that just massively sold out of these things. So yeah, that's why so we got
0: fifty, not almost fifty issues, not quite, but almost. Yeah, they, they,
1: um, they took those last three from us. It's like, yeah,
3: cannot yeah, believe it. I know.
0: So, uh, writers were Brandon Montclair and Amy Reader, totally cool people. Say hi to them if you see them at a con. Um, artists, uh, Natasha Bustos and Alisa E. Martinez, uh, and a slew of guest artists that is too numerous to name. Um, colorist was Tamara Bonvillain, who is amazing, um, with lettering by Travis Lanham. Yeah. Uh, Yes. And um this was a ride. Uh Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur spread over the last three years as just an amazing character and in her own right. Uh various different stories from Mo- Moon Girl, um, Learning to Be a Great Person, to Crossovers with Ghost Rider and The Fantastic Four. Um, I really like the Girl Moon arc myself.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was really
0: And Bad Dream was probably my most favorite. Although I feel like that arc was cut a little bit short, but
1: I think I think the 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 all time greatest issue of any comic book ever was the Ghost Rider race. <laughs> like I, I mean, we we did um I think we did a we did a recap or you guys did a recap of your stuff um when I was in, um and uh, yeah I think we mentioned the the Ghost Rider race. It's just it's just so good. It's just a Ghost Rider on the penny farthing. It's just like <laughs> honestly, it was,
0: it was it's truly a panel it's not talked about enough
1: yeah and brandon Um, Monclair, who is you know one of the nicest people to talk to uh amy reader too i mean we spoke to amy reader way back when when we started this podcast and they were just such nice people um yep and they're
0: more than welcome to come say hi at any time we'll love to say hi to them um i think they are
1: brandon's come back like twice now so uh, three times yeah so (laughs) yeah
0: and um i think amy is working on a comic for dc now amethyst yes so um you'll want to Go ahead and read that because Amy's awesome. Um,
1: do, do you know, I will- um, sorry, I was, just, I was just going to say that, that within Moongirl and Devil Dinosaur, and uh, we're going to talk about Mosaic actually in a bit, but there was some really weird parallels between Moon Girl and Mosaic, which I found kind of really cool. It's kind of like Mosaic was doing the same kind of things, but just with a, a, more, a more adult audience, I guess, is the, is the best way of putting it. Because um, they kind of, they, they ran alongside each other for a little, uh, mm. such good books.
0: They were good, and I love the artwork in Moon Girl. Yes, um, and it was an all ages book, but it was definitely not like all ages book is usually synonymous with a children's book. But truly, it's just an enjoyable story from start to finish. So um,
1: this is going to be and one definitely need to read it. This is going to be one where I'll pick up for my niece. When she can properly start reading, well, I think she can. I think she can read now. She's old enough to read now. I just kind of see her as a, <laughs> as a toddler all the time. But no, she's like she's she'll be six this year. Yeah. So
2: oh yeah, start getting
0: her on that stuff. Moon yeah. great. Um The artwork yeah. is fantastic. Natasha Bustos um, drew most of the series with uh, Elisa e. Martinez taking um, up when uh, Natasha started a family. So congratulations, Natasha Bustos um, and Tamara Bondolin's colors. It doesn't matter who was drawing it. She nailed it.
1: Yeah. So she she it's a beautiful she, artwork. I think Tamara villain she does so much good stuff with colouring. Like, I think um, she
0: her and Ian Herring are some of the best and also Andres masa I think, in um All New In Humans when we get there. Um well Tamra Bon Villain, she's like colouring everything. She's on Captain Marvel now. Um just beautiful colorist. Yep. So um, it,
2: yeah. It's also worth noting that Moon Girl was part of a push of young female yes. STEM-based characters. Yeah, yeah. So we had Moon Girl, we had Ironheart, we had the Unstoppable Wasp.
0: Yes, that is true. And I forgot that Moon Girl was the youngest of the bunch. And um, there is a there is an issue of Moon Girl where she teams up with Riri, and uh, that's a really good issue. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I would actually love to see more uh, Moon Girl and Riri team ups uh, in the future. I think that needs to happen.
1: I think it was also part of, a, um, I guess, a slightly more broader push to to include just more diverse characters. Um,
0: it was, yeah. yeah. And I think Marvel, that during All New All Different, a lot of um, what Marvel was doing was, let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. And Moon um, definitely one that stuck.
1: Yeah. It, 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 there was a lot of good stories during that time.
0: How can you not love a story about a little girl and her dinosaur?
1: <laughs> yeah, Everybody exactly. loves dinosaurs.
0: It's just so good. Moon Girl was always one I looked forward to because it just always made me smile. So read Moon Girl, guys. You won't regret it. I have a lot of issues to give away. <laughs>
3: hmm. Uh. A force. I is guess next.
0: moving A Force Part Two. All right. Yep. Let me take uh, this one.
2: What? I can take this one if you want. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Uh, the writer is G Willow Wilson and Kelly Thompson. Pencils by Jorge Molina, Ben Caldwell, Paulo Siqueira, uh, colorists are Laura Martin and Ra- Rochelle Rosenberg. And lettering by Corey Petit. Yes. So, uh, quickly in the... Uh... And
0: I miss it. <laughs> and it has no reason to have been discontinued and canceled when its sales were awesome. But anyway, I'm not bitter. Go ahead.
2: Alright, in the aftermath of Secret Wars, everything has returned to normal, and none of the members of A-Force remember the events of Battleworld. Except for Singularity, who has returned to get the band back together.
0: Um, Singularity is the best. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> and one of the few characters that remembers Battle World. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Who's, it's her and who else remembers
2: it?
1: Uh, Molecule Man, I think.
2: Yep. And the Fantastic, Fantastic Four.
1: Four. Uh, I think and there's- a bunch My- of
2: people who disagree not to talk about it anymore.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Miles remembers it. Does he? I can't remember. Yeah. That. But there's a guy in Jessica Jones who remembered it. Yes. Yep. Uh, because he was, he, he claims to have been born in a different universe. And then he landed in this universe and his wife remembers him, but he doesn't remember his wife. So,
2: which is kind of sad, really. Oh, yeah. It, it, it has a terrible, sad story. Yeah.
3: That
0: was, well, Kelly Thompson writes an amazing, well, Kelly, well, this is Kelly Thompson. Um, and Kelly Thompson is just my favorite author and I love her. So, um, and this was the series that really cemented to me that Kelly needs to write Carol. And I'm so glad she's finally writing Carol again. But anyway, um, continuity, yay.
2: Same creative team.
0: Um, Medusa being mistaken for a pet in the first arc and her reaction.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) So great. She was so indignant.
0: Uh, She should be. And then she threw that freaking dude, like, way across the city. (laughs) And it was great because she had, um, I like the line, Carol, like, Carol hands Medusa these bombs to blow up antimatter. And Medusa's like, you're giving me the bombs? and. Carol's like, Don't, do not you or do you not have badass prehensile hair that you can put in this bad guy from a safe distance? And Medusa's like, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so many Dazzlers.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Roller Derby Dazzler Thor, who also remembered Battleworld because she was one of the, the Doom Thors.
1: So Dazzler Thor is, um, like, singularly, the, the in my opinion, the greatest character of this book. But we will disagree on that, I know.
0: <laughs> I enjoy Dazzler Thor, Dazzler I will sparkly. admit.
1: Yeah, I, I love um,
0: that. And then um, Medusa and She hulk bickering. Always, always a good time. And um, what other good parts? There's so many
2: good parts. Oh, Dazzler had a mysterious
0: resurrection power.
2: Oh, yeah. That's largely irrelevant now that the X-Men can just do that anytime they feel like it now. Yay, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men!
0: She doesn't have to awaken in a pod anymore. She just, like, pops back to life. So she yeah. yeah
2: but I do
0: like Dazzler. That's yeah. made me a fan of Dazzler. Um.
2: I did love Ben Caldwell's art.
0: I love, I like his dragon he drew, and I love that, um, in Hawkeye, Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye, she brought the dragon back. That was pretty cool. Or, there's no different dragon. I'm confusing things. Never mind. Don't listen to me.
2: And he's um, very good at character design.
0: He really is. Okay, I have to tell because you my— Because everybody's a different size and shape. If you see their silhouette,
2: you know who they are.
0: So I have to tell you my Ben Caldwell story because he's the coolest dude ever. So when I was at NYCC this year, my friend uh, from Canada came down, and she had a coloring book with her. And she goes, I can't really, you know, ask for commissions, but maybe I can get them to either sign the coloring book or, like, color a fingernail and then sign the book um, for me. So at one point, she's like, look, I've, I want to go to this panel, but we only have so much time left because I'm leaving tomorrow. And I said, well, I don't want to go to that panel. So I will go around Artist Alley and get people to color your book for you. So um, I go up to Ben Caldwell. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, hi. And I said, and, you know, I had colored pencils and so they didn't have to use their own stuff, but a lot of them use their own stuff anyway. And uh, I go, hey. I said, so, because <laughs> I hadn't asked before, it sounded really weird. So I'm like, so... This book is for my friend, and she's asking me if you would be willing to just color a tiny little, like, eyeball or something and then sign where you colored. And he wound up painting, like, the whole corner of a page in watercolor, and it was, like, the most beautiful thing ever, and it was, like, really cool watching him work. He's just really cool. That's all. That's my story about Ben. Wow, that's so nice. It was really nice, and he's just a really cool dude. So, yeah, that's my Ben Caldwell story. Say hi to him at Collins. He's cool. I think he'll be at C2E2, actually. no. He's missing C2E2 this year, I think.
2: Oh. Is... Yeah, he's not on the list.
0: No, that's sad. I think he's going to ECCC. C. C. It's like, it looks like they have to choose one or the other, and people are going to the West Coast one, and it makes me sad.
1: Let's go to the West <sighs> Coast as well.
0: We can do that. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I just love A-Force. I'm th- just saying. I mean, the next and thing. also, I'm going to say one more thing before, before A-Force. The Civil War 2 tie-in for A-Force made Carol look a lot less like a douche. Then, excuse my language, then Bendis had painted her to be. I think Kelly, um, Thompson wrote Carol very, very, very well during that crossover. I don't don't think that,
1: I don't think that's just specific to that book either. I think that's also, like, in the Captain Marvel book itself, which was by, um, uh, Marguerite. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Um, she
0: did a very good job, and also, um, Carol was very well written in, um, the Spider Woman tie in to Civil War and the Ultimates. She was born. Al Ewing wrote the hell out of Carol, too. I like Al Ewing's Carol. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like Civil War II uh, kind of just showed a very kind of superficial Carol. Uh, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So.
0: A-Force. Got cancelled before it should have been. Anyway.
1: Next on the list is Thanos. Thanos, however you want to say it, uh, which was written originally by Jeff Lemire, artist uh, was originally Mike Deodato Jr., German Peralta, colorist was Frank Martin, Rochelle Rosenberg, and lettering was Clayton Cowles.
0: And German Peralta is the main artist on Strikeforce, so if you like to start in Thanos, pick up Strikeforce. Alright, that's my plug there.
1: Uh, so Thanos, this is the one where um, kind of Thanos kills his son anyway, so it kind of undoes any sort of protection that Black Bolt gave you back in Infinity. Infinity. Um, this was quite an interesting one because Thanos sort of was on and off uh, between 2016 and 2018, I want to say. Um, so Jeff Lemire's book kind of introduced stuff like the God Quarry, which you end up seeing in uh, in Cullen Bunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which is kind of cool. It's nice to, to see them referenced elsewhere. Um, and I think then Donny Cates moved on to this book, which was when it was about issue 12, I want to say, 11 or 12, uh, which is when he introduced people like Cosmic Ghost Rider, um, which was also pretty awesome, so I'd say go and read that if you can. Um, yeah, I mean, Thanos was kind of a bit of a, it's not totally Inhumans related, but it was very good. So what's next? Oh, I
0: accidentally muted my mic. Uh, mosaic.
1: Mosaic. Who wants to take this one?
0: I can uh-huh. take it if you want. Uh, mosaic. Um, one of the most interesting new Inhumans to come out of the inhuman push because his power is very interesting and kind of vague with exactly how it works. Um, because we'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, writer is Jeffrey Thorne, who is an awesome dude. You should follow him on Twitter. Uh, artist is Kari Randolph and Bruno Oliveira colorist, Emilio Lopez and lettering was Joe Sabino. Hey, someone else who's new. Hi, Joe. Um, so this is a tale of one of the more unlucky Inhumans to come from the Inhuman push. Morris Second, a former basketball player, who gets given the power to jump from person to person, but has his own body destroyed. Um, was it really destroyed though? Well wow. I don't think so. Yeah. It's, he's unable to get back to it. It's not destroyed. I just don't think he can get back to it. No, because... he does.
1: He does find it. Yeah. Um, um, and also in the notes, it says only six issues, but it's actually eight issues.
0: Yes. Um. Thankfully. Um so we only really get one arc out of Mosaic winning his way. Um he is kind of a jerk. Um, but he becomes a little bit better with uh for the use of his powers. Um finding out that his dad and girlfriend are horrible and he's been manipulated his tire life doesn't hurt either. Um there's a I limi- like,
2: go ahead. I like that there's a limitation on his power because he can only possess you one time. After that right. he's locked out. So he can't keep, you know, jumping into somebody who's extra powerful.
0: Right, I forgot about that.
2: And you know, certain people are more, pro- you know, able to keep him out than others, like Spider-Man, who's been possessed so many times, he actually has like defense mechanisms against it.
1: Yeah, and they have like a, <laughs> they have like an almost like a, almost like a psychic brain battle, basically. Uh, yeah. and that was that was a really good panel of them. Um,
2: but he's, it- you know, he needs to work on his spy skills because I do remember in IVX he uh, jumps into Magneto. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he he really doesn't sell it very well. No, Like excuse me, I, I got to go to the bathroom. When he kind of and I think that while they stare at him,
0: right? And I think electricity like gets him kind of. Like, isn't he sensitive to that? Like Miss Marvel is? I think he is. Yeah.
2: So has
1: the I tuning so. forks like uh, Black Bolt and Lockjaw?
0: Yes, forgot about that too. That's an interesting thing. Um, he will be in the Marvel Voices one shot. The story is written by Jeff Thorne with art by Kyrie Randolph. So the team that brought us Mosaic is uh, teaming back up again. Um, I'm excited for that.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I am too. Uh, it's um, really, really great.
0: Yeah, and Jeff Thorne seems to be pretty excited about it. So, um mosaic is a character that and then you know he did pop up in other places too outside of ivx i think he's popped up a couple other places but i don't think people kind of got it what mosaic is i don't know he's not, he's hard like i think mosaic's a hard character to jeffrey but, thorne i writes him so well he's so
1: cool and jeff horn is such a nice nice bloke as well like i think we 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 had him on for so long like, like I I think I think we could have almost split that episode into like two episodes. We were here for like an hour, like two hours, three hours or something ridiculous. So no, <laughs> he is such no, a Jeff. nice guy.
0: And um I think Jeff Thorns uh he does um he did the recent Black Panther series yep. um for Marvel. And I think that was up for an award. So the yep. Inhumans mean, have a big part in that, so you should watch it. Available on YouTube for like a dollar.
1: And also <clears throat> I think Carrie Randolph is uh gonna be at C two E 2 Is he? I think so. Okay, just good to know. So we'll and l- we'll have you to go know, if and... you
2: and if you like Mosaic's powers, Charles Soule has a novel out called A One that also involves people jumping into other people's bodies, and it's excellent. Ooh,
0: I have to check that out. Interesting.
2: So I think, oh!
0: so I
1: think that's kind of. I mean, we we've got a bunch of notes here, so I think we're gonna sort of stop the episode here <laughs> before diving into the likes of uh, Civil War uh death of x yeah. uh, that's
0: gonna be some fun yep
1: yeah. so um so we're gonna we're gonna end it here and then we'll be back uh, with another episode very soon
0: yay stay tuned